Hey guys, this is Dylan. Brad and I recorded this episode on the afternoon of Wednesday, July the 1st, for Thursday the 2nd, and we talked a lot about Jaime Garcia and that matchup between him and the Padres. Well, they have since scratched Jaime Garcia, and they're putting in Tim Cooney, who's also left-handed, and so any of those Padres guys we liked, uh, we like definitely a bit more. Other than that, you'll see us talking about this matchup between uh, Garcia and the Padres. Obviously, that's not happening anymore, but we already recorded before we found that out, so I'm going to give you guys a heads up and not think that we're totally stupid and missed it. So good luck, go ahead and stack against Cooney, and rest of our information should apply. This is the Field of Streams Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by Fangraphs. Hello and welcome to the Field of Streams Podcast for Thursday, July 2nd. I'm your host, Dylan Higgins, joined by my co-host, Brad Johnson. Brad, how are you doing today? I'm well, how about you? Doing pretty well, doing pretty well. Beating the heat. Uh, we're recording on Wednesday evening, because uh, getting ready for a trip, yeah? Yep, uh, driving up north uh, from North Carolina to... New Jersey tomorrow, and then over to Pennsylvania the next day. Are you going to go camping, or what? No, no. Uh, my uh, partner's family lives up in, well, they have a house in the Poconos uh, mm-hmm. that they stay in the summer. Uh, so we're going there for 4th of July, and I'm visiting my mom in New Jersey first. That sounds pretty okay. Yeah. Right on. Well, uh, yeah, we're going to look at DFS stuff for Thursday, the second, and uh, let's go ahead and start at Catcher, where we normally start. What do you sure. have in mind at Catcher? Uh, so, today it's split up into two contests. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got an early group that's four games, and it's it's kind of a challenge. Uh, yeah. We'll, we'll get into the pitchers later, how uh, we usually finish with them. Uh, but I, I want to mention that uh, the, that first four-game set, you're looking at Corey Kluber, Jake DeGrom, Jake Arrieta, Jose mm-hmm. Fernandez coming back from the DL, Francisco yeah. Liriano. Matt Moore. Matt Moore, Matt Cain, yeah. Kyle Ryan's like the guy who you're looking to exploit. Everyone's going to be in on that. Yeah. So <laughs> basically, you have to decide which good pitcher do you think won't do well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's tough. Uh, with that in mind, I plucked out two names uh, for the early group: uh, Francisco Cervelli against Kyle Ryan and sure. uh, Jan Gomes against Matt Moore. I had uh, Gomes. I missed Cervelli, and I don't have an excuse as to why. Because that's a good one too. <laughs> that's a good one. Yep, uh, he's just a contact guy. Ryan's a contact pitcher. Uh, Ryan reminds me a lot of John Dinks, so uh, he's a guy you can definitely go after with the Pirates stack. Uh, Like I said, everyone's going to be in on that. It's there's no reason not to be almost. Mm -hmm. Uh, So if you're doing cash games, yeah, go ahead and join the crowd. If you're doing a GPP, it might make more sense to maybe try to get catch Tampa against Corey Kluber, something completely unexpected. Yeah, um, I mean, I'm feeling going after Matt Moore a little bit, who mm-hmm. has a high ceiling like for too. sure, but he's also known to have his problems, and he's just coming back from, you know, his first first one back in a year, so I can see that, and so Cleveland hits lefties as a team, but when I look at the roster, I really struggle to figure out where it comes from. Yeah, uh, there's, they got a couple guys who have done alright, uh, I think... And I could be wrong about this. I feel like Brandon Moss has a couple like fluky, really good games against yeah. lefties that are probably dragging up his numbers. Yeah, his numbers uh, look good against them. But Michael mm. Brantley's fine against lefties. Uh, yeah. Isn't really hurt by the platoon advantage too much. Yeah, uh, you got a couple guys like Mike Avilas, uh, yeah. uh, Giovanni Urshela. I feel like they're just more of a well-rounded offense against lefties. Right. Yeah, but right. overall as a team, they do well. Yeah, it's definitely an option to go with. 
And then how about in the late games, um, what about Catcher there, if you're playing in the bigger slate? Which I think more people will probably be playing in the later games. Right, and that's a, a much better group to go with. Uh, you got Russell Martin against Wade Miley. Mm-hmm. Well, as always when the Blue Jays face the lefty, we'll be talking about plenty of Blue Jays today. Yes. Uh, um, last when, time did it you was see, Eduardo uh, Rodriguez, and he pitched really well. Yeah. Um, he, we noted that he had the stuff to do that. Uh, he didn't the first time he faced the Blue Jays. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wade reports, Miley's not that good. <laughs> I saw reports that uh, the Eduardo was um, tipping his pitches. The Nesson broadcast kind of pointed mm-hmm. that out. And if that was true or not, who knows? But that was kind of the story that came out, is that he fixed that and then he pitched much better. But, um, yeah, much more upside than Wade Miley, who, I mean, you saw Rick Porcello have a hard time on Wednesday, on Canada Day, got shelled. Mm-hmm. And Wade Miley now goes in there as a lefty, and it's not, it's, I mean, he might be better than Rick Porcello, but still not a good situation, so. No, no, it's definitely a nice, tasty-looking stack, and there's probably enough other stacks, they're they're not great, but maybe enough that makes sense to stick with the Blue Jays, Mm -hmm. rather than try to swerve away from them. Yep, yep. So yeah, I would start with Russell Martin for sure. I like that. Um, I also wrote Matt Wieters gets Giovanni Gallardo. Yep. And I think Wieters typically likes lefties, but he's been hitting righties this year. Mm-hmm. And he's capable. You know, it's good to see he's back and he's not injured and he's performing just fine. And Giovanni Gallardo's kind of a guy. He's okay, but not a guy I would avoid. So I wouldn't mind Wieters. Um, do you like Wilson Ramos against Manny Benuelos? I looked at that, I thought about it, and I think you can go with it. I didn't write it down, yeah. uh, but it was just kind of a, a coin flip in my head. Yeah, it's a platoon advantage against a guy making his debut. But yeah. the guy making his debut is always a little bit more of a wild card. It's not mm-hmm. like you know he's bad, it's just you don't... He could be bad, you know. It, it could go two directions. Uh, he could come in, be too nervous, and completely implode. He could... Mm-hmm. Uh, not have a good stuff, but by virtue of being relatively unscouted, get through an outing or two before Lee catches up to him. Yeah, uh, It's hard to gauge, and he's a guy who's long been on the prospect radar, despite not really putting up the stats to warrant it. Uh, this year in the minors, uh, 4.14 walk per nine, 7.51 K per nine. Yeah. Uh, not impressive numbers. Uh, 2.29 ERA, so that's nice, but the peripherals aren't really there. That's not going to carry over well. Yeah, and the same case uh, last year in the uh, Yankee system for the most part. Uh, similar numbers. Yeah, so I like Ramos okay. Um, do you like Derek Norris against Jaime Garcia? That's another guy that has the platoon advantage like lefties. Yeah, it's definitely what I noted. Uh, yep. Garcia's a little bit better than the uh, or a little less platoon prone, in my opinion, than the mm-hmm. typical lefty, uh, just because the way he pitches, it, I think it limits the uh, home run potential from those uh, right-handed hitters. Mm-hmm. And so maybe I'm not as aggressive as I normally would be. Mm-hmm. Uh, that said, you could still definitely go after Norris against any lefty. Yep. Um, uh, final two, I had Wellington Castillo gets Chris yep. Russin, uh, who's not anything that special. And Willen Castillo has been hitting with Arizona. He's been doing well. Yep. He's hitting yeah. well. He's sitting today, so you can pretty much guarantee he's in tomorrow. Yep. Yep. Um, and then Josh Fegley gets Rowanis Elias. Matt and I like Josh Fegley, but he's been hot enough to kind of drive his price up. 
so I don't know how much of a deal he is anymore. But he should hopefully get in the lineup against the lefty, against Elias. So, um, yeah, that, that could... I don't know. I, again, if it's if he's not that much of a deal, there's a lot of other options that might be a little bit more reliable, a little more of a track record than Josh Fegley. Yeah, uh, and, and to put it in perspective, uh, Fegley, Castillo, Norris, they're all 3,000 on FanDuel, Weeders mm-hmm. is 3,200, Martin's 3,400. I would definitely try to find the $400 to get to Martin. Yeah. Or you can go a little cheaper if Ramos at 2800 Yeah, it's not like finding an extra two grand to go up to Goldschmidt or something. Right. You can hopefully find 400 bucks to get Russell Martin as part of that stack. Yeah. Um, okay, any that I missed that you like behind the plate? No, I think you're reading off my list. <laughs> okay, cool. It's a good thing we're on the same page, I would think. Um, okay, first base, Where? Uh, what are you thinking? Uh, so for that early set, uh, as I mentioned, you're... Trying to figure out which good pitchers are not going to do well. Yeah. Uh, Miguel Cabrera versus Francisco Liriano is an option. Liriano's yeah. a reverse platoon split guy and one of the rare ones who I don't cry foul over. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got a good changeup and that's what allows him to really set down those righties. Yeah. Uh, he's a good pitcher. You know, the Tigers are very good against lefties. We'll, we'll see how it breaks. Yeah, that's a weird game for me because Liriano's like often real good and then every once in a while just really has a bad time. Do you remember oh, yeah. when Ricky Nolasco was that way? When Ricky Nolasco would have one or two starts a year where he gave up like eight or nine runs and it would mm-hmm. just blow up his stats. I feel that way about uh Liriano a little bit. Like he could be a two and a half ERA pitcher, but then every once in a while just blows up. You know? Uh he's volatile, that's the word I would use. So um <laughs> Yeah. I like a lot of those Tigers, including Miggy, but it that makes me a little wary that he could just go out there and throw eight scoreless or something. So. Yeah, that, that's one that could go either way, and really mm-hmm. that's the case with a lot of those early ones. Uh, yep. Another option, Anthony Rizzo against Jake DeGrom. Yeah. Uh, Rizzo's a really good hitter, DeGrom's a really good pitcher, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Uh, Brandon Belt against uh, Jose Fernandez, returning from the DL. Uh, he might not be as sharp and as Jose Fernandez-y as uh, we might expect. Yeah. Uh, so maybe Belt takes advantage. Game's in Miami, so it's not a good place for power. Yeah. Um, I kind of like the opposite of that, maybe. Matt Cain is coming back from injury, not after a year, but after a while. And he has been not great for a while. And mm-hmm. do you like Justin Bohr? Justin Bohr has been totally fine. Not amazing, that's, but he's been fine. Yeah, that's the last one I wrote down as a, a sort of punt. Yeah. Uh, that early group, I think you are going to need a punt somewhere. And we usually talk about spending some money at first base, uh, considering mm-hmm. it a blue chip position. Tomorrow, in that early slate, maybe it's a good time to go with a guy like Boar. Yeah. Uh, I kind of feel like a lot of people are going to try to get cute with using him. Yeah. And that, if you're playing a GPP, that's going to really hurt his value because he's best if he's 2% owned and he hits a home run. Yeah. That's what you really want is when he's not owned and he outperforms most of the competition. Not helping anybody else. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah, that first, that early slate's tough, but those are pretty well the options. Um, what are you thinking in the late slate of games? Uh, top of the list, Paul Goldschmidt, uh, yep. very hard to afford. <laughs> yeah, Chris Russin, that's a good matchup, but good luck, you know. Yeah, Gold- Goldschmidt kills lefties, he's worth it if you can find the money. Uh, don't kill yourself in another position just to do it. Yeah. But he's definitely desirable. Yeah. Uh, you got that Wade Miley matchup with Edwin Encarnacion and Justin Smoke hit two home runs today. So I yeah. think it's 
maybe worth mentioning that he's a person, he's alive, he hits. <laughs> yeah, he's been showing life. I don't know that he loves to hit lefties, you know, but... That's true, he's not really a lefty hitter. Now that you mention it, Deion yeah. Navarro is probably the guy who's in tomorrow. Yeah, well, and even if he's in, I, I don't know. Justin Smoke's interesting, for sure. This isn't quite where I would take him, you know? Like, a matchup like today, not to play the hindsight game, but, you know, against a bad righty like Porcello, sure, great. Um, I don't know. I, I have my eye on, on him for sure. Uh, I don't think it's crazy. But, um, Encarnacion for sure. Cause again, if the Blue Jays blow up, they can blow up in a big way. And you right. can see uh, a lot of points there. Um, I wrote down Ryan Howard versus Matt Garza. Cause I remember Ryan Howard had like kind of heated up and been useful for a bit. And then I went to go look at his stats and he had cooled right back off in June. Oh yeah. He, 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 he was viable for quickly. a minute and then no. So, Matt Garza's been real bad, but I cannot even get behind uh, Ryan Howard right now. So I, I pass there. Yeah, another thing to know about that Philly game, it's at 635, which means it's pretty much not in any of the DFS contests. Yeah, so there's a, some all-day slates on DraftKings that yeah. you can find. Uh, that's it's weird. That's really the only place that you'll be able to play that game. So. It's weird. It seems like an ugly yeah. game anyway. They're, it's a weird game. Um, it is. I, the, I'm probably going to that one. So oh, really? Well, well, I hope you're live-tweeting your experience. When I went to a game <laughs> earlier this season, uh, fans of the podcast had me tweet pictures of my garlic fries. So I hope you have something to share. At Baseball A-Team on Twitter, we want to hear about your trip uh, to Philly. You get to see Chad Billingsley versus Matt Garza. Yes. What a matchup. That'll be good. Indeed. Um, <laughs> the matchup of my dreams. <laughs> yeah. I wrote down Adam Lind at Chad Billingsley, but that's a good point that it's in this weird middle land of not being in most slates. So I like Adam Lind fine, but it's it's not like you're missing out on a great pick. There, there aren't a ton right. of great picks from this game. Um, do you like Chris Davis against Giovanni Gallardo? Chris Davis yeah, r- reminded us the other day. About that, Davis. Yeah, he reminded us the other day he can. <laughs> yeah, he can go off every once in a while and almost win you some money, you know, on his own. Um, but he can also put up a lot of over fours. So it, it's it's as good a day as any against Gallardo. Um, yep. The, the story is always the same when they're at Camden Yards. He got that nice right field for lefty power. Mm-hmm. Uh, Davis could definitely tap into it. Uh, Coyardis pitched pretty well recently. Had a bit of a scoreless streak going. I think something like 21, 22 innings. Yeah. Uh, I didn't track how that game ended, actually. So uh, maybe he blew up afterwards. But He's been uh, okay. I mean, yeah, I, still, he, I don't believe it. No, 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 no. It's, he's, he's a solid mid-rotation guy. Uh, anyone like that's going to have their stretches where they hold opponents scoreless. They're going to have stretches where they give up 12 runs in 8 innings. Yep. Uh, so, he's in one of those good periods. Yep. Um, I also wrote the opposite of that. Prince Fielder gets Kevin Gosman. I like Kevin Gosman. I think he has a good future ahead of him. I don't know why they keep monkeying around between making him a reliever and a starter. But, um... Yeah, I that would be okay. I don't love it. Prince Fielder's just been good against Ridays and Kevin Gosman been yo-yoed around and dealt, dealt with some injuries, so a little bit exploitable. I don't love it though. <laughs> Got to mention Mitch Moreland if you're going to mention yep, Prince Fielder. Absolutely. Who's four home runs there at Camden Yards already? Yeah, the budget might not be as exciting, but it's certainly worth mentioning if you were on the Mitch Moreland train. I mean, I definitely liked it when he had Bud Norris. Um, I like it less now, but. Still, still worth mentioning. I don't think you'd be crazy for going with him at all, if you yeah. believe in Mitch Moreland. 
I kind of like when we're, when we're doing these predictions, it's important to say, you know, we're offering ideas and suggestions, but obviously you're still building your team and you're still going with the guys you like. Uh, it's pretty hard to say, this is who you need to take. So, uh, sometimes we say, don't take these guys, but if you're like, yeah, I'm feeling Mitch Marlin today, like, go for it. It's your team. There's no right answer. In retrospect, there is, of course, but there's no right answer. So, uh, if you like Mitch Moreland, I think it's an all right day. It's basically, in the, the concept here. Yep, um, he certainly seems to like the ballpark, if nothing else. Yeah, yeah. And he's an outfielder in FanDuel, so you can roster Fielder and Moreland if you like. Yeah, that wouldn't be a bad idea at all. I don't okay. know why he's an outfielder on FanDuel, but he is. <laughs> Sometimes they're they're a little wonky. Yeah, they are. <laughs> um, the last name I had that we hadn't talked about, uh, Eric Hosmer gets Kyle Gibson. He's been a little banged up, though, so... Be careful about that, um, but worth mentioning because Kyle Gibson does not miss that many bats. It's not, it's not great. So, um, yeah. Any first baseman that uh, I miss that you like? You can consider, and I'm not too happy about this one, but you can consider Mike Napoli against Matt Boyd. Okay. Uh, yeah. We talked about him. Advantage. Yeah. Good ballpark for power. We talked uh, about him on Wednesday. He's been pretty bad this year. But he's oh, re- yes. but he's That's retained his ability to hit lefties. <laughs> he's still pounded lefties, um, just not hit righties at all, which makes for a bad year. But in something like DFS, like that's useful. Um, maybe not when they get to the bullpen, but yeah, against the starter. So yeah, I, I don't have a real problem with that. It's a good place to hit. It's a good matchup. And I mean, can you tell me anything about Matt Boyd at all? Uh, solid pitching prospect. His stuff's taken a step forward this year. Uh, Probably a mid-rotation guy at this point. Uh, we'll see if how he settles in. Could even be a little bit better. I think he'll be a decent fantasy asset. Uh, could have close to a strikeout per inning. Good walk yeah. rate. Uh, he looks like a decent guy. Uh, gave up three home runs in his debut. Uh, we'll see if that's a continuing problem or just a uh, one-outing fluke. Mm-hmm. But that's definitely something to watch out for. Uh, might be a problem in his profile. Yep. All right, and then second base. Who do you like at second base tomorrow? All right, so that early group, uh, you got D. Gordon against Matt Cain. Yep. Uh, standard yep. D. Gordon recommendation. Hope he puts a bunch of balls in play and gets on base, steals yep. some bases. I like that. Uh, you got Joe Panic versus Fernandez. Panic's kind of similar without the base stealing prowess. Uh, you mm-hmm. hope he puts a bunch of balls in play and gets on base a bunch of times. <laughs> yep. And then you can look at Neil Walker against Kyle Ryan. Uh Walker's kind of a guy we usually talk about being boring because yeah. he is. He doesn't uh, he doesn't like lefties as much, but Kyle Ryan's no. bad enough. I'm not sure yeah, it matters. Exactly. I yeah. think uh, you, you don't worry too much about the platoon advantage. It's more about the uh, the matchup. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, I, that's who I had up there. I mean, I Ian Kinsler gets Francisco Liriano, but he's been he's had trouble with lefties this year, which is surprising because that's usually his thing. So, I don't know, I think that's about the nature of the uh, the early matchups. What are we thinking for late matchups? Anybody jump off the page to you? There's no one terribly exciting. No. I do like Devin Travis against Wade Miley, and yep. at least on DraftKings, his price is uh, relatively affordable compared yep. to some other guys. And he's not too bad on FanDuel either. I think he's 3000 on FanDuel. Yep. Uh, he's resting today, so he should be in the lineup tomorrow. Uh you could try Ben Zobris against Ronis Elias. Sure. Uh, Zobris has been pretty hot. Uh, he's fairly expensive as a result, uh, yeah. especially on DraftKings, not so much on FanDuel. Yeah. Uh, there's 
Danny Espinosa's now regular with Anthony Rendon back on the DL. Yep. Uh, Matt he'll and I have been Benuelos. Yep. Matt and I have been talking about him. He likes to hit lefties. It's not bad against yep. righties, but likes to hit lefties and has some power and some speed. Uh, yeah. There's DJ Lemahui. I don't know how to say that one actually. I've never said it. Lemahue is my understanding. Lemahue. Okay. It's a very uh, Hawaiian-looking name. It is. It's one of those things where you might spend a lot of time around baseball and write a lot and read a lot, and then you realize you've never actually heard some of these names said. Yeah, uh, it's, it's weird because I watch Rockies games. The problem is I watch a lot of games on mute. Yeah. Like, I'll just uh, have a game or two on my second monitor, and I'll be writing or doing something else, and mm-hmm. just watching as things on mute out the side of my eye. Yeah. So... I watched a lot of Rockies game. I must not ever listen to him with uh, the guy, announcers on. Yeah, every once in a while there's a main player I know a lot about, and I just go, wait, what? Yeah, you, uh, I, I own him in multiple leagues. I yeah. uh, used him last year in spot opportunities. Yep. Don't know how to say his name. <laughs> Similarly, sometimes it's a player you've known about or read about for a long time, and then you see them, and they don't look at all what you thought they looked like. <laughs> You're like, oh, really? I, I had a mental picture of this guy, and that's not it at all. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Some, um, some kind of, like, really Latino name is just, like, the whitest guy ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, absolutely. Um, all right, so we got DJ LeMahieu. Yeah, I don't mind that at all. Um, it, it's Jeremy Hellickson. Go nuts. You know, and yeah. they're away from cores, but they're going to chase. It's not a bad place to hit at oh. all. Um, the one name I like that you didn't mention, and I like it a lot, it might be my favorite, Colton Wong gets Tyson Ross. And not only has Tyson Ross been bad, but I always mention he cannot hold a runner to save his life. So Colton Wong can not only hopefully get on base with a platoon advantage, but uh, can maybe run some against Col- uh, against uh, Tyson Ross. So I like that, to hopefully get a little bit of a bonus. Also, the Cardinals should just do well against uh, Tyson Ross. So, yeah. Any other second baseman for you? Uh, you can also think about Jimmy Paredes versus Gallardo. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paredes is a a weird DFS guy, uh, just because he he has such a high whiff rate and he gets by with extreme aggression. Mm-hmm. It's worked for him this year, and I'm not entirely sure why it continues to work. Yeah. Uh, so I kind of expect an imminent collapse at some point soon. Yeah. Uh, he's had some scuffles now and then, and then he bounces back with a multiple hit games in a row and mm-hmm. gets back in the lineup. Uh, I, I, I don't know what's going on with him, to be honest. It, it's <laughs> he's a weird funky. player. Yeah, he's a weird player, for sure. Like, uh, I think he's good enough to be a good platoon guy, uh, someone who can you know, be used occasionally in DFS even. Uh, but what he's doing right now, I think, is above his pay grade. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, but, you know, the joy of DFS is you only got to get him one day, you know. Yep. You don't have to get him hot for the next month. You just got to find a good matchup for him, and Gallardo's not a bad guy to take advantage of. Okay, uh, third base, what are you thinking? Where are you going at third base? Uh, the early group is kind of ugly at third base. It's tough. That's tough. Yeah. I have Josh Harrison against Kyle Ryan. Okay. Uh, there's billion pirates we can talk about against yeah. Kyle Ryan, it feels like. But all uh, eligible, all worthwhile. Yeah, uh, Harrison's yep. not terribly exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's recovered from that terrible April, if you're still recalling that. Uh, back to hitting like normal Josh mm-hmm. Harrison, which is not super exciting, but you know does a little bit of everything and can definitely have big games now and then. Yep. The other guy I would look at probably is Giovanni Urshela. 
sure. against Matt Moore. Uh, he's hit lefties very well in a tiny, tiny sample. Uh, so there's that. But that is still platoon advantage. Yeah. That's pretty much all I really have here uh, for that early group. It's not the best. Are you a Matt Duffy guy? I, I, I don't mind Matt Duffy. Yeah. Uh, I shied away from him just because I maybe Fernandez is bad yeah. tomorrow. I think he'll probably be good. <laughs> yeah, and even if he's not great, he has so much talent that not great Fernandez is still not a good matchup, you know? Yeah, and... The main issue with Duffy is he's a little bit pricey, at least yeah. on FanDuel. He's 3600 He's the most expensive third baseman. Yeah. Uh, more so than Chris Bryant, who I'd probably rather take a stab on Bryant against DeGrom and hope yep. he connects with one. <laughs> yep. You don't, yeah, you don't want him for the, is the most expensive third baseman. He, he's worth my attention, especially in your Roto Leagues. Like, people should be checking him out, you know, if, <laughs> if he's still available somehow. But um, I don't know about paying that much for him in a DFS lineup. For sure, especially against Fernandez. Um, okay, and how about the later games? What were you thinking at third base? Uh, definitely more options in the later games. I even turned down some decent ones mm-hmm. uh, for my little list here. Uh, Donaldson and Danny Valencia versus Wade Miley. Yes. Uh, that's yes, yes. our standard Blue Jays recommendation. Gets a lefty. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, you could go with Yasmani Tomas versus Chris Rusin. Yep. Uh, he's hit pretty well, hit lefties pretty well. Um, bit of a bit of an interesting hitter. I'm not entirely sold on him yet, but I'm right. coming around. <laughs> Still figuring out what's going on there and how he's going to contribute, but he's contributing yeah. one way or another. It, it, it seems to be like at some point he's going to decide to swing for the fences more, and we're going to see his contact rate plunge and his power increase a lot. Mm-hmm. And probably will come out as a wash in terms of value, but. Uh, it's definitely interesting to see him as more of a contact guy when he was supposed to be pure power. Yeah. Um, I had Michael Franco against Matt Garza, because Michael Franco's been hitting well, but again, that's in that no-man's land of scheduling, and I also don't love it. It's okay. Um, I like Matt Carpenter against Dyson Ross. You know, yeah. I just think they're going to do well against him. He's just had a tough year, especially away from Petco. Um, do you like Mike Moustakis against Kyle Gibson? Yeah, I do. It's a solid matchup for him. Uh one of his issues, I'll call it, is infield flies and yeah. against ground ball pitchers. He should uh, not be as prone to that. Hopefully he's, not. He's done a good job spraying the ball around. That's why he's developed into an actual <laughs> real fantasy asset this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's, he's jumped his batting shift. He's jumped his average like 100 points. It, yeah, it's all because his bat pips way up because he yeah. can't get shifted anymore. Yeah. That's a big help, for sure. His power's a little bit down, but I will take a power dip for 100 batting average points. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, the only other third baseman I had, uh, Brett Lowry, gets yeah. Ronis Elias. And earlier in the year, I was like, oh, yeah, he'll hit lefties, and he didn't. And then I went to go check again to get that update on Brett Lowry, and, oh, yeah, he's hit lefties. It's about all he's done, but he's mashed lefties. So, uh, yeah, I don't think you'd be crazy taking him against Ronis Elias at all. So... Um, yeah, okay. And then shortstop. Actually, a few options at shortstop today. Uh, I don't know where you started. Um, I would mention Mike Avilas against Matt Moore, but he's got to make yeah. it in the lineup. And I'm not positive he does, you know. Hopefully. But once uh, Urshela and Londor came up, Avila's playing time took a big hit. So hopefully he makes it against the lefty, and then I like him there against Matt Moore. Um, but otherwise... 
Jose Iglesias gets Francisco Liriano, and Iglesias is all Babbitt, you know, and some running. But if he gets on, uh, it could help against Liriano, and he likes to hit lefties. So, neither of those are exciting, but that's at least what I'm thinking in the early slate. Was there another early shortstop that you like at all? Uh, Jung Ho Gun against Ryan. Oh, yeah. Nope, that's, <laughs> Back to that Pirates group. That's uh, probably the best one. I whiffed yep, on that they're one. All, they're all okay. Yeah, and he likes hitting lefties. He does. Uh, he's not a prodigious hitter by any means, uh, so there's not too much ceiling involved, but it's shortstop and a very thin slate. Uh, kind of take what you can get there. Yep. No, I, I, that's a, that's a good one. That's better than the two I mentioned. <laughs> I just missed that one. Um, how about the night games? What are you thinking? Uh, definitely more options here. Uh, yeah. You could probably start with uh, Tulowitzki against Hellickson. Yep. I, I kind of like Hellickson now. He's made some adjustments. I think he's much more viable as somebody to actually use mm-hmm. uh, than he was earlier in the season. But he's still someone you can also go after. Yeah, he's shown some bright spots. He's not as bad, but still exploitable for sure. Um, There's Jose Reyes as part of that Toronto group. <laughs> yeah, I like him. I don't like him as much against lefties, but Wade Miley's bad enough that it doesn't matter. You know, and all he needs to do is get on, and then he should get plenty of help from a lineup that we think should do well. Uh, yeah. I, I remember you saying that on uh, Tuesday, and he was like the only guy who produced against Eduardo Rodriguez. Yeah, and then he had, had a home run a, and a couple he, hits. He had a home run um, off of a reliever, I think. Depends oh, was it the off game. the reliever? I'm, I'm mixing up my games. I do know that this week Jose Reyes hit his first homer off of a lefty this year. Uh, I do know that happened. I don't remember which game. It was off a lefty. But, uh, yeah, he's, yeah, again, it's, I like him. I mean, it's just one of the best places to bat in baseball at the top of that Blue Jays lineup, you know, between him and like Charlie Blackman, like those are, those guys have plenty of value for sure. All they have to do is get on, um, for teams that can blow up. They can have big days. Um, if Hanley Ramirez is a shortstop for you, he's back from his minor injury. And he gets Matt Boyd, and that's good for him. You know, the Blue Jays can hit, but they also don't always pitch that well. And uh, the Dome is a good place to hit. So I like Hanley there. Um, it's an outfielder or a shortstop, but I'll mention him here. And then are you on the uh, Nick Ahmed train against against lefties? I, I actually am. I have a dynasty team that I share with Chad Young, and we picked up Ahmed like right before he started hitting well. Mm-hmm. Uh, just kind of a fluky thing. We noticed he had a few decent games in a row, and he's been pretty good for us, so I'm, I'm liking him pretty well. Yeah, uh, He's batting near the top of the Diamondbacks order against lefties, uh, so yeah, uh, he should be in a good position tomorrow. I like him against lefties. I'm not sure I like him in a vacuum, but that's still useful. And then, um, I should have mentioned it with Hanley, but I also like Xander Bogarts against yeah. lefty, against Matt Boyd. I wrote him in the wrong order, but I did have him on my list. He's uh, worth mentioning, for sure. Um, any other shortstops I missed that you're into? Oh, that about does it. Okay, that's for us. For for us, that's a there's a lot of short sub options for DFS. It's usually more thin than that. Um, and then outfield. Where where are you going? Where are you starting in the outfield? This this early group, it's uh, not good. It's not great. <laughs> no, I I really didn't know what to do with this. Uh, you have a couple semi stacks: Andrew McCutcheon and Starling Marte versus Kyle Ryan. Those are mm-hmm. very desirable. I kind of feel like they're going to be seventy-five percent owned at least. I gotta take Starling Marte. He loves to hit lefties. And McCutcheon's really hot too right now. Yeah, uh, 
not too much. Actually, on FanDuel, he's a lot more expensive than Marte. He's $800 more. Yeah. I no, think I the got, discrepancy I, is much smaller on DraftKings. Against the lefty, I got Marte, you know, for sure. Um, McCutcheon likes lefties too, but I just, I see it in a, a uh, how would I word this? Um, more of a situation advantage in terms of price. I think you're getting the, the better deal for that. Um, I don't know. I, I worded that very poorly. <laughs> <laughs> One thing to know about McCutcheon, he's over the last, I forget what time period I was looking at. It might have been the last three years or it might have just been since 2000. He's like the only guy who's kept pace with Paul Goldschmidt against lefties. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he can mash them. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why I, yeah. Because he's been bad, his price isn't ridiculous. Yep. I like them both, for sure. Uh, they'll be popular, but popular for a reason. So you want to be able to stick in there. Um, on the flip side, J.D. Martinez and Yuenes Cespedes and Rajai Davis get yep. Francisco Liriano, which, again, I put question marks I don't marks know how I feel about it. it. <laughs> yeah, I write it down because it's worth attention, but it's also a giant, you know, shrug face of like, oh, I don't know, uh, maybe, possibly. Uh, I could see it, but I could also see him whiffing. So uh, worth attention. Um, I almost think you have to use one of them because the only other name I plucked out, and this is an ugly one, Ryan Rayburn, oh boy. Uh, sometimes gets tossed in the middle of that Indians lineup. Oh boy. Uh, it's a good situation until he gets pulled in the sixth or seventh inning. <laughs> yep. Yeah, um, and you're right that you know, Brandon Moss and Michael Brantley aren't awful against lefties, so you could do okay, and their prices aren't insane either. So I don't think you'd be terrible to get them against lefties. Like yeah. Brandon Moss has always had this reputation of a guy that can't hit lefties, and you look, and it's like, sure he can. You know, uh, it's, it reminds me of Scott Van Slyke as the opposite. Everyone's like, oh, he only hits lefties, and you look, and it's he kills lefties, but he's actually been pretty good against righties right. too. Uh, it's it's not a guy. Yeah, that, I'd like to see him get a full time role. <laughs> yeah, it's one of the, you know he's, he's still useful. You know, so I, I think that way about. Moss and Brantley, like, even if they don't have the platoon advantage, they're not that expensive, and it's Matt Moore, who, you know, even if he's healthy and ready to go, he can run into his control problems, and he can melt down even when he was good, so, um, yeah, that early slate's a tough one, uh, good luck there, but, uh, <laughs> there's some options. Um, in the no man's land in the middle ahead, Gerardo Parra at Chad Billingsley, um, if you're missing out on that because of the slate you're picking, that's okay. It's not that big of a, of a matchup anyway. Um, and then in the late games, got to start with Jose Bautista against Wade Miley. If you can yeah. afford it, good luck. It's going to be up there, but uh, I like it. Um, I had Valencia as an outfielder, if not a third baseman. Um, also helpful. I like him a lot, just as a guy who can hit lefties and is in that lineup. You know, uh, you just want a body in there that can produce, so... Um, yeah, and then the flip side, Mookie Betts gets Matt Boyd, uh, Hanley Ramirez if he's an outfielder for you, and then, uh, Alejandro de Oz has been hot. It's been hot enough they're keeping him in the lineup, but I don't know if he's going to start against a lefty and Matt Boyd, so. Yeah, I'm not sure who they'll use as that third outfielder. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, but, um, he's been hot. I wouldn't take him against a lefty, but I think in your leagues otherwise or in the next few days, keep an eye on him, for sure. Um... Okay, what else do you like uh, in the evening slate? Uh, so, I have plenty of evening names. Uh, the issue is that they're all pretty expensive. Okay, sure. Uh, so, unless you find a punt that I'm just not seeing, mm-hmm. uh, I think you need to set aside some budget to take care of your outfield and then fill in from there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can start with Bryce Harper and Denard Spann against Benuelos. Uh, you mentioned 
Batista, uh, Ramirez at bets against uh, Will Cam Boyd. Uh, Charlie Blackman against Jeremy Hulkson is always a nice situation. Yep, uh, yep, yep. Nelson Cruz against Scott Casimir. Uh, Cruz is a bit of a power outage, but he hasn't faced too many lefties, it seems like. Yeah. Uh, and that's really when he lights up. Yep. Casimir uh, is obviously a good pitcher. Uh, could definitely shut down Cruz, but there's definitely home run potential, too. Yes. Uh, AJ Pollock sees uh, Chris Russell. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pollock likes lefties. Uh, it's not a crazy split, but it's a split. Uh, it's there. And another guy hitting ahead of Paul Goldschmidt. Yes. Uh, always a good place to be. <laughs> yep. Yep. And I wrote Tomas if he's an outfielder for you instead of third base. Yep. You can bad. do that too. Yep. Uh, Justin Upton and Matt Kemp against Garcia. Uh, same kind of caveat as I mentioned before. Uh, Garcia is good enough to shut down those opposing uh, opposite handed hitters, even though uh, you do usually want to take advantage of that platoon advantage. Yep. We've uh we've talked about Upton a few times this week because I tried to figure out <laughs> what's going on with him against the lefties, and I think the end of the story, if you're going on what he's done this year, is he hasn't hit lefties that well, but he has hit them on the road, but not at home, and this is going to be in St. Louis. If you want to chop up splits that narrowly and that mm-hmm. means something to you, um, there you go. He gets a lefty on the road, but um, I just think he's decent enough. Um, but you're right, Jaime Garcia is also pretty decent, so... I mean, it's not great. It's not bad. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if you had a great game, but it's not something I would necessarily target. I think there are better options, for sure. Any other outfielders for you? Is that most of your list? That does it for me. All right, I have one more, and it's Randall Grichuk. Are you a Randall Grichuk guy? I like him well enough. He's a definitely a high-variance play. Mm -hmm. A lot of swing and miss in the profile, but he can run into baseballs and send the bar. Yep, and he gets Tyson Ross. He hits the ball hard. We don't have enough of this... Statcast data yet to really have fun with it, but it's starting to to be interesting. We don't know when that normalizes and whatnot, but um, yeah, no idea. <laughs> but, he's, but he's been hitting the ball hard. If you want to buy into that, if you think that it's a peripheral stat that might be telling, the ball is leaving Randall Gertrick's bat quickly. Uh, so there you go. Take from that what you will. Um, more importantly, Tyson Ross is not good, so uh, I'm fine with Randall Gertrick. If you're in your like NL only formats, you're deep mixed, and he's sitting around. I think it's worth a flyer. In case he sticks and in case, you know, he's able to turn into something. Um, but I also don't mind him in DFS taking on, uh, taking on Tyson Ross, who's just not yep. doing much. Okay. And then, uh, let's break down some of these pitchers. Where do you, okay. So this early slate, the problem is there's too many good ones, right? Yeah. So, so we kind of talked through the early slate almost. There's, it's, it's not complicated. It's just you have a lot of names to choose from. Throw and, a dart. Pick one. Yeah. Uh, Corey Kluber, Arietta, DeGrom, Fernandez, Liriano. Liriano is the guy I kind of left off my list. And then, yeah. uh. Even though he might be, if you're in a GPP, he might be the dark horse to, like, really true. surprise. You know, not many people are going to take him because he gets a bad matchup, but he also has the potential to be good enough. Like, you're not going to fall out of your chair if he throws seven scoreless tomorrow. Like, he just does that sometimes. It'll be a good start. It'll be impressive, but it might be a good, you know, GPP fade. I'm not saying that with a ton of confidence. I just don't think... <laughs> I'm just saying you wouldn't be crazy. Um, yeah, you got to pick someone, and it's a tough day to really yeah. figure out, to be honest. Like, Arietta and DeGrom are both great, but they face off against each other. So I guess mm-hmm. I lean Arietta because he has the better matchup, because I'd rather face the Mets than the Cubs, but, I mean, they could both do great as well, you know. Um, and Corey Kluber might be the best bet, because the Rays strike out plenty and they don't really hit righties, but 
don't know. It's a, there's, there's a lot of options up there, and it's really hard to pick the right one. You know, he's the most expensive too. And if yeah. you want to fit a few of the pricier guys in your lineup, maybe you need to look down the uh, price standings to uh, Liriano's the fifth most expensive of those. Yeah. See, I might uh, like that. I might like Liriano and just hope he's, that he's it's still pretty pricey. <laughs> yeah. Just hope that it's one of his on days, you know, but I'm not going near Matt Kane. I'm, I'm not even fading hard enough to go near Kyle Ryan. No, thanks. No. And, and I really wouldn't use Fernandez just because I don't see him having a full leash yet. Yeah. Uh, probably the, they haven't talked about pitch count that I've noticed, but you know, probably once they're getting around 80 pitches, they're going to yeah. be thinking about relief. And the giants are far from bad. You know, the That's Giants true. are fine. So it's not a good matchup against the Giants. They don't have a ton of power, but they draw walks and whatnot. It's, it's not an easy day taking them on. So, um, all right. And then the late slate, a bunch of stuff going on. Uh, any of them jump out, out to you uh, in the um, evening? I think the evening slate has sort of the opposite problem. Yeah. Uh, a lot of just really iffy guys who could definitely blow up. Yeah. Uh, at the top of the list, there's Max Scherzer, and yeah, you're gonna pay. Well, let, let me let me quote this price. Okay. Uh, DraftKings, he is fourteen thousand five hundred dollars. <laughs> I've never seen that. I've yeah. never seen, not even seen Clayton Kershaw up that high. Yeah. Uh, I was ridiculous. gonna say five Completely figures, unnotable. right? That's <laughs> well above five figures. Yeah, I don't I don't know how you can possibly get that on a roster. He's twelve thousand five hundred on Fanduel, and that's pretty much impossible to roster too. It would. But it might as well say. I've seen it before. <laughs> nine 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 nine. You're just like, oh, I can't. Okay, not an option. It's just, yeah, you can't roster. <laughs> and what would he need to do to like pay that off? He would need to do eight or well, nine scoreless innings with what thirteen strikeouts? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, he's averaged thirty-one points on draft kegs, which like a really good outing's like about thirty points. So yeah. he's averaged a really good outing every time. Yeah. Um. Yeah, he. Trying to find here's an example. Twenty nine point outing. He went eight innings, allowed five hits, two runs, seven strikeouts. So it's not a crazy outing to get to thirty, but I just, it's still really good. I feel like the when you go for those really expensive guys, whether it's him or Paul Goldschmidt or Mike Trout or whatever, you're leaving yourself very little wiggle room. Like they oh, need yeah. to live up to, to their right potential that. to be worth it. And it's like you're not even getting the surplus, you know. It's like if you were to go trade for Paul Goldschmidt right now in your fantasy league, you're going to pay full price and you need him to do what he's going to do or what you were expecting. You know, like if he only plays 80% as well as he is so far, it's, I don't know. All depends on your price points, of course, but yeah. So what we're saying is Max Scherzer should have an awesome day on Thursday and you can't roster it. Sorry. (laughs) Have fun watching it. Tune in. It'll be good. But yeah, good luck. Um do you like, so the opposite end of the spectrum, super cheap, uh, had my attention. Chris Young gets the twins who don't hit righties that well. And he's a scary guy, but, uh, can definitely put up zeros at times. Um, yeah, he, he, he's not somebody I noted, but you could definitely go after it. Yeah. My uh, frustration my, is. My issue with the Royals, uh, starting pitchers is yeah. they often don't go very deep because their bullpen's so good and that he just likes to use the bullpen. Mm-hmm. So. Young throws five, maybe six innings a game, and right. that hurts his chances at a win and putting up DFS points. And gets three strikeouts. That's what yeah, gets there's me the is issue. the yeah. ceiling is so low that even when he's great, he's not going to put up a ton of points for you. So I don't know. If you need a second starter and you need a cheap guy, he could be fine. Um, we talked about Jaime Garcia against the Padres. I could see him doing fine. You know, uh, definitely. Um, 
Do you like Scott Casimir against the Mariners? They're not great against lefties. He has to yeah, avoid... Yeah, mostly left-handed lineup. I yeah. think that's one of the better matchups, in my opinion, of those that are affordable. Yeah. <laughs> has to look out for Nelson Cruz. And Mark Trumbo, I guess, is the big right yeah, bat. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah, but as long as he keeps the ball in the yard against them. Yeah, who you worried about? Mike Zunino? Like, whatever. That's a lot of, a lot of outs. Not anymore. In the... I went into the season thinking good things about Mike Zunino, but yeah. not seeing it. <laughs> yeah. Not seeing it come around anytime soon. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I like Casimir. Kevin Gosman, maybe, but like, his leash is going to be short, too. And the yeah, Rangers are not. Yeah, the Rangers are not a pushover offense right now. Nope. Um, they're not great, but they're not a pushover offense. So, and they have know. enough lefties that you gotta kind of worry about them at Camden Yards. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anybody else that you really like? I mean, you could take a total flyer on Manny Benuelos, but it would be exactly that. You know. I really like Matt Boyd at his price. Okay. Uh, he's fifty three hundred on Fanduel. I think that's an absolute steal. Yeah. I think he's probably. Yeah, a 7,500 pitcher, if not slightly better than that. Yep. And he should get an easy win with Wade Miley on the other side of that matchup. You would hope I could so. see him putting up 14, 15 points for yep. 5,000. Yep. You know, that's could a get an ugly steal. win, even if it's not easy. Could get yeah, an ugly could, win. Could be an ugly win, and you know, still salvage nine points, even though he's bad. Yeah. He's 4,400 on DraftKings. I don't. It's pretty darn cheap. I, I don't think I'm going to have rosters tomorrow because I'll be on the road. Yeah. But if I did, uh, definitely Matt Boyd on all of them. <laughs> have a real fun time spending uh, money on a lineup just running out. That's how you get Paul Goldschmidt. There you go. If yeah, you take Matt is. Boyd. <laughs> yeah, that would be fun. Um, so, yeah, I can see that. And if you're the type of person that plays uh, multiple lineups, you know, build one around Matt Boyd. Oh, yeah. That could be fun, you know. Uh, it it definitely does. feels better if you have a Scott Casbury lineup and a Matt Boyd lineup than yeah. if you're just throwing all your chips down on a pretty yeah. unproven guy who wasn't even really a prospect before the season. But you're right. When he's a third of the price of Max Scherzer, you gotta, you gotta go. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, any other starters you like? I, I as I mentioned, I kind of like Jeremy Hulkson. Uh, yeah. The matchup's okay. I think he'd get through it. I'm going to pull up his recent starts to get a sense of what he's been doing. Marshke's matchup is okay. At least they're on the road, which I think can mess with them a little bit. But would you say that Arizona is about the closest park to Colorado, though, in terms of environment? I mean, nothing is close to Colorado. um, I mean, it's the elevation thing. I don't have my uh, factors up in front of me right now. I think the Rangers are the closest in terms of, like, the basic factor and runs scored. Yeah. And then the Reds are the closest based on home run factors. Okay. I'm just thinking in terms of, like, environment, though, because isn't Arizona really close to Denver in terms of, like, elevation, or about as close it's, as you can get? It's not as elevated as you think. Yeah. Uh, the Phoenix area especially, it's down a valley. Yeah. Uh, so it's not too raised up. Um, yeah. The, the park factors are definitely very favorable. Yeah. But not... To nearly to the extent of like cores or anything like that. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at Helixson's point values on FanDuel over the last uh, look at last seven games. Uh, two of them he scored under ten points, but he's gotten to ten or eleven points three of the times, uh, fourteen and fifteen uh, for a couple other matchups. Uh, he's pretty affordable at sixty three hundred. I still prefer Boyd, but if you want someone who you kind of know who he is. Uh, Helixson at a similar price uh, 
can yep. deliver similar point total. It's been showing signs of life, for sure. Cool. Um, all right, well, yeah, there's some interesting options in the evening, and, and as well as the early slate. Hopefully uh, covering both of those is helpful for you. Uh, Brad, you got anything before we get out of here? Uh, yeah, actually, I usually don't, but uh, this time around, uh, for yesterday's Daily Grind, I posted uh, there's an opening in my home league that uh, it was just an owner who's kind of gone delinquent I wanted to replace, mm-hmm. and I, I took, I've taken care of that. Uh, but what I didn't expect was to get like 50 emails of people who are you know, qualified and looking for a league. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've been, now I'm toying with an idea of trying to start up kind of a mid-season uh, redraft thing. Uh, I'll post some stuff in Daily Grind about tomorrow. Uh, it's kind of half-imagined right now, and because I'll be on the road, I don't have time to really think it out fully. Yeah. Uh, but... Maybe sometime next week I'll try to get a couple of reader leagues together. Like a post-All-Star uh, break, half-a-season league? Yeah, yeah. It'll probably get together ASAP just so it is a full half-season. Yeah. Uh, but I've, never, yeah, I've never played in that, and that sounds fun, especially because... I, I haven't either. I, my I leagues are in the basement, so... Yeah, just based on the response I got today, I think there's enough people who want to give it a shot. And well, nice to have uh, a mid-season draft. Let me know about that, because yeah, I got I got some teams that that I'm willing to not give up on. I still update my rosters, but they're I'm I'm in the basement. Uh, that would be fun. And if you're yeah. so, are you looking for people that might show more interest? Yeah, so um, I'll post something in Daily Grind for today. Uh, mm-hmm. We're recording Wednesday night, so the Daily Grind's not written yet. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see exactly what I write. But yeah. um, I'll be looking for uh, people who are interested, and then uh, probably need a couple commissioners, uh, probably looking to get people like uh, yourself, Dylan, and sure. uh, other people from the site who can kind of serve as a liaison, uh, well, make it a reader's league with one of our experts. That would be fun. Well, if you guys want to play with us, I'll let Matt know, too. But if you guys want to play with us uh, at Rotographs, Make sure to check out the Daily Grind. Follow Brad on Twitter at Baseball E-Team. You'll certainly be tweeting about it, I would assume. Um, and yeah, yeah, if that's something you'd like to join with us, not DFS, play some, I assume, rotisserie. Uh, oh, yeah. And, and, uh, I'll keep it really standard. Uh, don't, yep. I plan to spend exactly zero minutes prepping for it, so... Yep. Keep everybody uh, happy. it got to be something I could just work on immediately. The mid-season draft. I've heard it talked about as a popular fantasy column, but I've never seen it like actually done and tried it, you know... And then, I, and I even saw it discussed the other day, first overall pick, is it Mike Trout or is it Paul Goldschmidt? Which is almost crazy to ask, but it's not, you know? Yeah. Uh, especially... He even gives that out to Bryce Harper. <laughs> yeah, it's in season. That's interesting. All right, well, yeah. Um, head on over, crazy this year. <laughs> yeah, head on over to Rotographs um, and check out the Daily Grind for info on that. Follow Brad on Twitter at Baseball E-Team. That sounds fun. We'll, we'll have more info on that coming soon. Um, we're also shaking up our podcasting schedule a little bit next week due to travel. Um, so you'll be back with me on Monday instead of Tuesday, mm-hmm. and we'll have more news on that. Um, yep. Yeah, have fun on your vacation. Have a happy fourth. And, uh, yeah, I'm on Twitter at HigginsFOS. Want to hear from you about the podcast, what you think. And, uh, yeah, that should do it for us. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Thank you for listening to the Field of Streams podcast. For more fantasy baseball analysis, visit fangraphs.com slash fantasy or follow us on Twitter at Rotographs.